Well, hello there. Come on in. Have a seat. Enjoy a beverage. And welcome to the Martini Lounge with Jonathan and Sergey. Welcome. It is another amazing Friday. And what does that mean? It means you got your cocktails out. You got your feet kicked back like we do. That's right. Because you're in the martini lounge. You are here. You made it. You did. Hey, we made it through another week. And now the boys are here to entertain you. I love when we're here to entertain you. Because we we have have so much fun. fun. Yeah. Yeah. See, we say the same things a lot. (laughs) We finish each other's sandwiches. (laughs) (laughs) True. Like, bitch, watch it because I will finish your food. I'm so hungry. Oh, my God. I am always hungry because I am losing weight. You are doing And apparently that means your body just tries to eat itself. Actually, that is what's happening. I know, and it's not nice. It's like I'm a cannibal of myself. (laughs) You know what I found? Sometimes because we're so busy, like oh, I, I'm a busy girl on the go. I need my taco, my pop tart. Okay, come on, I need to go. <laughs> but so busy sometimes that I'm like, oh, I should stop by and spend an hour to make cook like a good cooked dinner. Um, but I don't have that time. So no. I realized that the only place that I can get like chicken breast that is okay to eat because okay. it's not like oh I'm chicken breast and a thousand calories of sugar on it. Right. Um, is actually Panda Express. If you go, I've done this, and you go and get their teriyaki chicken breast with no sauce. Mm-hmm. It's basically just chicken breast. You can also get so good. just steamed vegetables. Right. And there. you can combine those, and you can put them together. And because it's when beautiful. It's way beautiful. back when my doctor scared the yeah. shit out of me and made me feel like any day I was gonna die, <laughs> that's what I would do. Doctors and I like learned to that, do that they could. Do, oh, they're mean. They love that. Seriously. But right now I'm just hungry and I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, and that's the problem because I get there if I don't eat quick. And I'm right? like, I'll just save it after we're done with this, and we're yeah. not done for we no. we're not quick bitches. No, we are we not. We go we go for a while. Uh, and so it's such a true statement. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so by the time we're done, I'm like, I will literally eat if it's if it's a stick of butter, I'm gonna eat this right now. I am so hungry. <laughs> That's my problem right? too, because you get you, to that point, and you're like, oh, now I make bad can't. choices. That's because why. I'm not thinking with exactly. my brain. I'm thinking with my tummy. And, that and my is tummy dangerous. is just going to eat everything inside. Everything. That's true. Because I've been trying. Yeah. I even have snacks and everything. Yeah. And I apparently need to get... Somehow my metabolism's like, oh, we're going to do this? So I'm going to yeah. do something I haven't done in years. I'm going to turn on. Yeah. And, and now, which, and, which is good. But, but yeah. I do have to say that by... I am still off because I've only yep. had so far, and we're looking late into the evening right now, 600 calories. No, that's too. That's okay, bitch. No. Here's the thing. Do you know what starvation is? Eleven hundred. Yes, that's not so good. Six hundred is not good. Listen, this Here's is the thing. The healthy wherever is like, well, that's not bad. Good job. Um, no. Listen up. I at least need my eighteen eighteen hundred in a day. Oh, see, I need less. So I'm fine with less than that. Right. But right now, I'm not even getting that. Yeah. Well, see, bring your snack or Panda Express is always here to help. That's it. Yeah. And exactly. they have drive-throughs except for the one on twenty nine. I know. What they need is one. delivery because we're always doing oh, something. Fuck, but that'll right? be good. Can you meet me at this event and just <laughs> deliver me Panda <laughs> Express? Don't worry about the people in okay. fancy clothes. Here's the thing. Bring next time, in. next time I'm going. Next time I'm on my way here, right. I'm gonna pick you up some, and Dude. I'm just gonna give it to you. Dude. And they come; it's only four dollars for a small. Yeah, and they're tiny little takeout boxes, and they're so I cute. Know, they I are. love that. So there you go, Pan Express. Are you gonna there start you go. uh, <laughs> sponsoring us now? Because it's true, though. Because it's true. Listen. Here, you you said get some so much that it just makes me think of. <laughs> okay, so because this is our another sex show. Okay. Because you yeah. know we bring on our favorite sex therapist. All the time. Like, yes. he comes on at least every six weeks. And it's, uh, of course, Damon L. Jacobs. And we adore him. And he, we've been best. friends with him forever. He did our radio show. Like three Anyways, years now. So wow. it's it's another show where we had to talk to him. This time, we're taking your questions. All the listeners. Could you say it like no. that one more time? Your, your <laughs> it was very awkward. I was <laughs> trying to get by, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're taking listener questions to talk to Damon yeah. and get his advice yes, on it. They're sex questions. They're sexy questions too. Both. They're sexy as well. One of the <laughs> I wanted to mention just on the se- subject of sex, uh, I'm addicted to memes, and so yeah. sometimes you and I will just communicate in memes because <laughs> it's fun <laughs> throughout the day when yeah. we don't see each other. We'll just do this. Yeah. There is a meme out there, and it makes me so happy. <laughs> and it is a picture of Rose from the Titanic movie. Yeah, and she's you know the old Rose, right? And she has you know the necklace, and she. <laughs> so what it is basically is she says. 
um, the thing says when you haven't gotten laid in two days, yeah. and then it's a picture of Rose saying, it's been 84 years. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yep, that's how that feels. That is exactly, lie. that's right, that's right. Two days is 84 years it, in lack of sex world. It really translates well. That is absolutely it the does. conversion rate. Two it's, days it's equals true. 84 years I in agree. sex land. It and is. you know what? At some point you start thinking, you're like, I I'm basically a virgin at this point. So for just real. bring it on. Like it's true. Bring I mean, it, it, don't tell me what it yeah. feels like. Just tell me that no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said you were a virgin. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, we're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> no, for real. I want to talk about a, a comment you made though. So yeah. you and I, Damon, and his excellent tutelage of being tutelage. free and open yes. and learning to accept sexuality is not uh structured by a religious mm-hmm. rules. Just mm-hmm. being enjoying knowing that it's okay to be you know to have pleasure right um and this is what we learn from him all the time you had said before we bring damon on you had said one of my favorite statements ever you are a i am i'm not just a regular hoe i'm a ce hoe bitch (laughs) you're an executive executive hoe on pleasure right you know you know and you accept that you're a sexual being i (laughs) i accept that i am at the top of that food pyramid i'm I'm sorry i'm a ceo and there's no shame in the game i make a career but anyways we've been talking about damon and how much we love him and we he's a regular in the martini lounge kicking back with the boys and so we want to bring him on to start yes, talking to you about your questions that you've sent in that you can do every month. We'll do it. So without further ado, we want to bring on the sex expert himself, Damon L. Jacobs. How are you? Hey, boys. Hey, boys. Hello. Uh, How's it going, voice? sir? I'm great. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Yes. Can you hear us? I can hear you. Beautiful. Wonderful. Beautiful. We've missed you. We have. Missed you guys. I've had such wonderful opportunities lately to go around the country. I was so close to you guys. You were. Yeah, I saw so that. Far. It was so. You were four to... hours from us driving. Yes, uh, driving. Uh, <laughs> forty-five uh, minutes of flight uh, time. Yeah. <laughs> but a wonderful trip to Seattle and Portland. Getting a chance to talk about prep and yes. pleasure and empowerment, mm-hmm. and just how far we've gotten and how far we still have to go in ending right. the HIV epidemic. But we're, we are doing this now in ways that we've never had available before, and it's just so inspiring um, and amazing to, to get to teach about that and see the work people are doing in these general areas. Now, next, I just got to make sure I get out to Spokane. Um, yes, you next do, for real. I'm just saying. Yes. Yeah, because I was yes. I actually called Kurt. I'm like, I just saw uh, Damon update his status on Facebook, and it says he's in Seattle. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Why is he not here? <laughs> I'm like, Kurt, if Kurt would have been smart, we would have just flown to Seattle and surprised you. <laughs> or, or flown you here. Either way. Right. I know. I love it. So now we just, we'll find an excuse to have you back. We'll it's make fine. it work. The Northwest we'll is beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Northwest is always worth. So, sir, are you ready to have listeners ask you their sexy questions? Via us? Yeah, via us. I am so excited right now. Oh. I can't even tell you. It's it's going to be loads of fun. I can't wait. <laughs> I multiple love it. Loads of fun. Multiple. It's going to be multiple. multiple loads. I know. Yeah, I know. I Listen. Okay, right. so then let's get right right into, into it then, okay? So we're going to start okay. with... The first listener question, which is, I have an adventurous sexual side. When I'm dating a guy, it can be wild and fun. But it seems like every time we get serious and quote-unquote official, it tames down. Like we're settling into some acceptable roles. It seems to happen on both sides. First question is, is this an actual thing? And second, how can I change it? Well, this is a great question, and I'm so glad he's asking this, because this is a thing. It's not only a thing, it's a universal thing. Yeah. Um, and it's not just a gay thing, it's a straight thing, too. Okay. I have a colleague in New York named Esther Perel, and she has gone around the world talking to couples about this very issue. About the part of our brain that craves desire and hunger and fire and passion and then the part of our brains that craves compatibility and stability and security. And yeah. that these two different parts of our brains seem to be incompatible with each other in the same relationship. And instead of talking about that openly, we often blame ourselves or blame our partner or blame other people and say that there's something wrong 
when in fact this is the most common, probably one of the most common problems or situations that all couples deal with um, across the world. So yay, yay for for starting us off on such a great oh, wow. Yay. Yeah. Um, so now, the, unfortunately, there's no great answer to the second question. <laughs> how do I change this? Um, Esther Perel did write a book about this called Mating in Captivity, oh. where she talks more about the problem, really, than the solution. Right. Yeah. But there's certainly ways that people can approach this that might make it more likely to merge these two um, seemingly different sides of the brain, but they actually can go together very well. Mm-hmm. And everybody's a little bit different on this end, but just to think about what it means to what it means to desire somebody, especially somebody you're getting to know or when you're still using that adventurous side. I'd say to the person who wrote this question, that adventurous side doesn't have to go away just because you're with the same partner over a length of time. Right. It can be more difficult and challenging when you're dealing with each other and problems and bills and if you have children and mortgages right. or rent. It's difficult to access that adventurous side, but not impossible. And this is where just being mindful, um, being thoughtful, and really trying to focus your your cognitive and sexual energy on that person who you want to be with um, to try to merge those parts of your brain. And sometimes people do. Like, Mm -hmm. Esther has clients who have different cell phone numbers. So, like... One one number they use to say, okay, we got to pick up the kids. We got to we pick up the milk on the way home. And the other cell phone number they say, I want to get you in bed right now. I want to fuck you so hard tonight. All this wow. stuff that they basically what? are using two different parts of their brain with wow. the same partner I like because they that. recognize there's this dichotomy. So it's hard, but it's not impossible. Right. But it's a challenge for all couples. It is not your fault, and it's certainly not a unique thing that that the this. Uh, question is is asking that is fascinating to me and i love this thought of the two cell phones thing right of separating separating it so much plus i would just get so excited when that other phone would ring that would just like (laughs) i would silence one keep the other one very loud on vibrate the kids are fine where's the sex phone where's the sex phone right now they'll walk themselves right i think that's amazing because remember yeah yeah go ahead go ahead no i was gonna say i think it's amazing because you're right it's it's uh it is definitely not a, 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 an uncommon problem because I have the same deal when I date someone. Right. And it can be someone who I've had like the hottest sex and we have such a good time. The minute we're official, it's like they've turned me into, you know, some 1950s housewife. And it's like, what? It's, yeah, what it's, is happening? It's sweatpants and pizza in yeah. bed and, and then and bed I, by nine. The yeah. last guy I dated, it was a very hard line. Like the yeah. minute we were official, it was... It was the weirdest. It was like he said to me, "Well, I don't want to disrespect you." I'm like, "You're you're not." Like, what were you doing before? Do you think <laughs> I don't understand? Yeah. You know, I'm I'm just like I don't. But he he made a very distinctive line. Yeah. In well, now that I care about you and decided that I'm gonna stay with you a bit, I can't treat you mm-hmm. like I'm like I. It just hurt my brain. I'm not gonna lie. And isn't that interesting that? Some people would associate respect with not seeing you as a sexual object right. while on a ravishing fuck. Mm. Yes. Right. And, and that's really indicative of Western society. You know, there's, there's in the Spanish culture, there's the, there's the uh, dichotomy between the Madonna and the whore. Yes. Not Madonna Ciccone, but, you know, right, you know right. the religious Madonna and the whore, that these are two entirely distinct and different women, and, and one is totally exclusive of the other. Yeah. And how much we suffer from that, how much women suffer from that, oh, yeah. and how much I think relationships suffer when we dichotomize people this way. It's not fair. And right. it really extinguishes a lot of potential pleasure and intimacy that two people can share if they do that right and, and i th- i think you're right in that it's right. got to be deeply cultural well you know and it just makes things a little bit more boring let's just be real i agree yeah <laughs> i mean you have an opportunity to 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 be exclusive or not with someone right. and enjoy every single detail about them right. that they might not share with you on a you know lighter encounter i don't think in in a relationship that you can't say both things i yeah. love you and fuck me. Yes. I, I don't think those are exclusively, you know, uh, separate things. And I think we feel like it is. Like, all of a sudden, you can't say dirty things. Mm-hmm. I, I just remember being a teenager and seeing the movie The Story of Us with um, Michelle Pfeiffer and Bruce Willis. 
And in the moment, right. it's a husband and wife, and she says, it was the first time I'd ever seen it on screen, they're having sex, and she says, fuck me. And I remember being shocked, because I had never seen a married relationship portrayed where that was allowed. You know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I know we don't have arts and entertainment where, where we see people that have been together still mm-hmm. having an active, satisfying sex life. Right. It's just not something that's generally portrayed. <sighs> so I think what's really key here is a, a couple of things that I help couples with is just remembering objectification, remembering to perceive your partner as a piece of meat. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. all the time, right. when we talk about objectification, if we're talking about it in the workplace, that's not a good thing. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that's a healthy thing, right. especially when women are the brunt of that. That's not right. good. But when we're talking about perceiving an intimate sexual partner as a sexual being, sometimes yeah. you want to ch- tap into that part of your brain that can see this person as nothing but a piece of meat in that right? moment. And yeah. that can definitely help sustain you in the long run. Yes. And the other thing that I recommend to couples is anticipation. Plan. Plan a sex date. Even though that doesn't sound romantic and the movies try to make it look like it's spontaneous, but make a plan. And then if you think about when you're not with somebody, when you make a sex date, oftentimes you're thinking, oh, I look forward to this. I'm waiting for this. Five hours, three hours, one hour. I'm going to jump your bones. Try to integrate that into your regular into a long-term relationship if that's the situation you're in. Married couples or couples with kids have to do this, so they don't yeah. have sex at all. Right. If they don't plan right. it, it ain't yeah. going to happen. Yeah, exactly. And I think we need to remember there's nothing bad. I think it's actually really sexy and romantic to have a date and plan it mm-hmm. and look forward to it. Right. Oh, see, I'm down. I, I'm down. I, I yeah. love that. That's a really, <laughs> really good idea. Every couple out there, plan your next date. Do, do it. That. Do that right plan now. Plan that sexcapade. So let's move on to the next question here. Um, so this listener is writing in and saying, I'm not that ancient, only in my 50s, but I have a problem getting it up most of the time. I talked about it with my doctor, but anything they can prescribe is not covered by my insurance. So the cost is astronomical. Uh, so this limits my sexual activity. Are there any suggestions or natural remedies? Ooh. Ooh. Okay, so this is a great question, and I would go back to your doctor and find out about what kind of discount pro- programs that the pharmaceutical companies may be offering. They sometimes do offer financial assistance if your insurance won't cover it or if huh. you have a crazy copay and deductible. A lot of the pharmaceutical companies will offer you discounts, or you can just go to their website. Yeah, like Pfizer, they make uh, Viagra. Um, you can always go to the website and check and call and find out about what financial assistance programs they have. Also, a lot of times doctors have samples in the office. So True. that's not a solution, but sometimes you can get a few pills here and there right. um, when you go to a doctor. And sometimes, you know, online importing, like through Canadian pharmacies, that's totally legal in the U.S. Oh, you yeah. Can do that. And a lot of times people don't realize that you can often get cheaper prices on generics by importing them legally on a Canadian pharmacy website. That's and I know so, I always forget about that. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So these are options. Other than that, I, I wonder to this person, um, are they putting too much emphasis on erection? And, yeah. you know, we all get older. We all have variations in our ability to get hard and stay hard and ejaculate and all that fun stuff. And that's great. But there's a lot to sexuality that's also not about necessarily um, getting hard and fucking or coming. Right. There's a lot of sexuality that can be about touching and kissing and playing and giving and you know right. giving um, oral sex or rimming. I mean, there's just so many things on the menu. It's and so true. I would say to this guy, because he's in his 50s and he's a little bit older than I am, remember during the AIDS crisis. Yeah, there were a lot right. of things that were off the menu back then. Mm-hmm. We had to find a lot of ways to connect to one another to be sexually active that didn't necessarily involve uh, being hard or having erections or, or, or intercourse right, or anal right, fucking. Right. I can say that now on the new show. You yes, can. Anal you know, we, we often had to be creative back then about how we hooked up and how we yeah. engaged and protected one another. Mm. And so... You know, there, there's so many things on the menu of sex, and I would just ask this guy to be open to these other possibilities in addition to finding out what his options would be for financial right. assistance for, for the pharmaceuticals. 
But I think that's true. And I think, again, I think we go back to culture in that we have been sold this very strict guideline of what sex is. Right. Like, this is your definition of sex. And if you're not doing it, then it doesn't count. Well, and I also think that stems from us learning that sex is what it looks like on porn. That that's oh, how it God. has to go. That oh, somebody has to fuck you in the ass for you to have good, they meaningful have sex. They have to be a and garage they have, mechanic. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they have to come in your ass and, and right. call it good. That's right. the only way. Yeah, and, and I think that's, done. I mean, that's so not real. Right. I mean, not in your right. life. I, 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 right. I, I've said before, I think porn is great for entertainment, horrible for education. Right. And if that's True. how people are perceiving sex and then forming shoulds about it, and I put oh, shoulds in quotes, right. yeah. if they look at porn and they say this is what sex should be, boy, are they setting themselves up for failure and misery and disappointment. Right. right. Just constant disappointment. And how much more yeah. creative and fulfilling is it when you don't have to play by those rules? You know what I mean? That's what right. I think is exciting. You can create your own thing. Yeah. 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 I mean. Right. I have that good sex is about creating, not conforming. Right. Ah, see, I love that. And that is so true. And I get to relearn that in my 40s because I never learned that in my 20s. And I think that's yeah. the Beautiful. true statement. Beautiful. And it's what a wonderful thing to come together with people and get to make it what you you all want in that in that situation you know and i think there's nothing better than that mm -hmm. it's it's like playtime right right yes yeah. i just have a really good time in yeah. playtime take us on discover <laughs> hey i'm all i'm all <laughs> in okay so next absolutely next question here we go i've been in a relationship with my partner for two years now recently we've been experimenting with various things involving our sex life uh, my partner brought up the possibility of having sex while on pot. We're in Washington State and both are over 21. He's totally on board with it. I am not. The thought of using pot at all actually makes me really uncomfortable. How do I go about explaining this to my partner without sounding dismissive of his idea? Okay, so this really speaks to this issue of communication that comes up mm -hmm. a lot, right? And yeah. whether it's talking about pot or any kind of negotiation, communication here is key. And there's ways to communicate without dismissing somebody's wants or preferences. It could just be basically saying, honey, that's just not for me. You're right. welcome to. I, I don't want to. And maybe considering if there's something else that you would want to try or something else right. you're willing to try. Um, I, don't, I don't think this person or, or anyone is under any obligation to do anything they're not comfortable with. Exactly. And if using pot makes you uncomfortable in any way, uh, you don't have to do it. You know, for me, for a long time in my life, pot made me paranoid. It would not yeah. be something I could do sexually. If I was going to do this sexually with a partner, I would be so closed off. And right? I would be like, forget it. Where <laughs> I don't want to touch you. I don't want to be in a room with you. Um, now, I've learned more in, in later life. It's like, okay, with the right person in the right place, pot's kind of fun. But right. for a while, it had to be, I had to be able to say no to say, you're welcome to do pot. I don't want it. It's not right. going to be a turn on. It's not going to be right. something that's going to bring pleasure right. or, or make me feel connected to you. So to just use I statements, I would prefer not to. I'm not comfortable. And consider in a compromise what you might suggest as an alternative. And right. just continue to create. Like we were saying earlier, continue to create. But you can create. You don't yeah. have to do something you don't want to do. And you are not obligated or shoulded. Right. Should. You do not have to do this just because your partner wants to. Right. And he may decide he wants to do it anyway. And it might be great for him. But it right. might not be great for you. And that's okay. Right. Well, and the other thing is to understand, and I think, is that like pot, for example, it doesn't affect everybody the same way. Some people get really horny yeah. on when they do pot. Some people just get so tired and they want so to it sleep. does nothing. Yeah. So it's also that understanding that okay, maybe, you know, that's if that's what's the difference is. I mean, it's just explaining that this does great things for you and I just don't react the same. Mm -hmm. You know, and I yeah. want it to be yeah. But you know, to take that in maybe as a is a perspective to to take in, in to account. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And it's a great idea to do this. You know, you've been in a relationship for two years. Yeah. Uh, it's a great habit to get into of knowing what your no is. Know your yeah. no is what I often say. You know? no, exactly. Um, I haven't found mine yet. say no. Know yes. No. Uh, it's actually really important over any relationship of any length is to be able to say no when the answer is no. 
and for your partner to be able to respect that. Yes, exactly. And I agree with you. It's also, people say to me a lot, it's it's important because I'm a little headstrong. I don't know if you've noticed. But, <laughs> I haven't. But another way to say that is to know what you want. Just know what it is that you want out of sex, out of a situation, is another way of knowing your boundaries, knowing your nose. Because you know what you do want. And this is what works for me. And this is, you know, we can talk about that. But I'm gonna. this is the level we're going to start from. But, yeah, I agree with you. It's totally okay to know where your boundaries are. Right. You know, right. where I have my non-negotiables. I have my, okay, I can talk about this. You know what I mean? Right. I think that's important to know. And some of us don't haven't checked in with ourselves and don't know that yet. And it's a great thing to do. Exactly. I think it's great to know where there's room for a compromise, mm-hmm. where there's not. It's okay to have deal breakers. It's okay to say absolutely not. But it's also okay to be open to it. Yeah. And I, want, I meant to say that as well. If this person is... I don't know if he's ever tried pot or not. I don't know if he's had a bad experience with it right. or not. I'm not even sure this is a heat. Right. Um, but no matter this is, it's okay to, to definitely to say no, but it's also okay to say, maybe I'll try it. Yeah. It may not. It may not I mean, that's how I eventually realized that, you know, there's times and people and places where right. I kind of enjoy it. I yep. find it groovy, but I didn't know that until I tried it. Right. It was really after 10 years of not doing it to say, right. it's been 10 years. I'm going to see if this works for me or not. Right. And right. what I have found is that it works for me. But I'll tell you, a little tangent, but when I was in Portland, I went to one of those dispensaries. Oh, yeah. Woo-hoo! Let me tell you. <laughs> I mean, it was good stuff, but I was not. I realized, okay, I'm not comfortable doing this in public places. I oh, don't yeah. enjoy it. It's not for me. But I yeah. wouldn't have known that unless I tried it. Right. And now I know right. it. Okay. True. Right? Exactly. I remember. I remember. Waters, yeah. yeah and, you, and all of us react differently. I remember I had some edibles and I. And I'm weird, let's be honest. And I called yeah, Sergey freaking sure. out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, Sergey, you don't understand. The lights are really bright. Oh I was God. just obsessed with how bright the lights were. And you're like, I'm like, can I OD on pot? You're like, you need to just sit yeah, down. Just calm down, drink some water, go to bed. You're fine. It's fun. It's good times. It's good times always. This is what I get for being your friend. It is. all these years. It is. I love it. I love it. All right. Moving on to the next question we have. So... Uh, this listener is saying, I have been in a long-term relationship for 21 years and have found that my partner is still more sexual than I am, or at least wants me more than I want him. I think some of my problem is when he is drinking, either socially, in a group, or at home, he tends to get really sexual, and I tend to be repulsed by that. I'm not sure, uh, I'm not sure if it is because of the way I feel when he is drinking or if it's something else, but I always find excuses not to have sex at all. I have talked about my feelings and why, and maybe it is more because I am 55 and he is 49, or it's something more. Uh, This may be weird, and I hope it's not offensive, but I relieve myself almost every day so I know I can be sexual. I also feel this must be more about me and not him. Do you have any suggestions? Wow, I, I wish, gosh, this is someone I wish I could talk to and, and, and ask more questions. And first of all, let him know that, that A, I don't think any of us are offended by talking about masturbation. No, no, right? not at all. Not on this show. <laughs> not on this show. Um, <laughs> I think that's wonderful and beautiful and, and great to know that at least there's some things that he enjoys and ways that he can give himself pleasure. Mm-hmm. So then the question is, what's going on with the partner and are there, is there, this is what I'd love to ask this guy, um, has there ever been a time when you've enjoyed sexual connection with your partner? Um, can you imagine a time and place and circumstance in which you would want to have that again? You know, it's not unusual after 21 years, like we were saying earlier. Um, it is a thing, as the other reader said, um, it's not unusual for couples after 21 years to, to have minimal um, interest or desire in one another. It's, it, that doesn't have to play out that way, but it's certainly right. not uncommon. And many couples, again, straight or gay, are okay with that. You know, they realize we're not really having sex, but you right. know, we still have a loving, beautiful relationship, or we have a financial arrangement, or we have a family, or all of the above. It's okay. You know, it's like a lot of couples don't have sex. And, you know, 21 years, it makes sense that this person right. may not desire his partner. I don't think that has anything to be five. I think that's right. just human. Mm-hmm. But I would like to know from this person, 
let's say alcohol is not an issue, no mm-hmm. drinking, no alcohol. Mm-hmm. Are there any possibilities that you or your partner could be together in a way that might make you open up to him and want to connect with him sexually again or physically on some erotic level again? And maybe there's not, and that's okay. But if there is, what might those situations be? Right. And, and how would you, and how could you communicate that with your partner? Yeah. Yeah. See, I think that's, I have to say that, so I'm a word guy and I focus, you know me, I focus in on words a lot and I have to say, and I don't know if this is true or not, but the, the wall seems so real in just the sentence, um, at least maybe he wants me more than I want him. There's such a wall there. There's such a, you know, I love what you just said because it was this possibility like look at the possibilities is there any way you can see yourself mm-hmm. reconnecting on this sexual level so you have to think of those and that sentence just says such a like i'm you know it was such a wall that they didn't even think about something like that uh oh yeah that was just huh this is interesting i want to go bring them into the room <laughs> i don't come into the lounge exactly yeah, come into the lounge whoever you are come out come out <laughs> right true <laughs> I mean, this would be a really good conversation, I think, to have. And 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 for me, in this person's situation, 21 years and then not having sex, I don't know how I, I would do that. And that's a personal preference for me. I mean, I right. came out of a relationship after, you know, dating for a year and a half. Yeah. And we hadn't had sex for nine months. And I couldn't do that. That was a deal breaker right. for me. Well, yeah. So I feel for this person, really. Yeah. This is not, I, I, I can't imagine this being easy. No. And I wonder... Exactly. And I wonder, you know, this, this, he used, to me, the word that struck out in all of this was repulse. Yeah. And I had a very strong, strong reaction to that. And I'm like, well, how long have you been repulsed by yeah, your right? partner's behavior? Is this all <laughs> 21 years of your relationship and it's never been talked about? If right. so, that wall ju- that you were just describing is going to be really hard to right? get through. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. impossible, but difficult. And you've been building up resentments for 21 years right. and not talking about it. Yeah, because yeah. that um, is such a specific. A more, yeah. yeah. Very strong word. Yeah. Yeah, go on. I was saying, no, I was, because you're right. That word was so specific and really, I mean, you have to choose that word. That's not a word you use in everyday conversation, repulse. I mean, that is a lot of emotion behind a word choice. it's got baggage behind that word. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a heavy word. Heavy word. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like there's probably a lot involved in this question. Yeah, it, it does lead me to think that there's more going on here than a sexual issue. Normally, I'd say, okay, if you're not going to have sex, but everything else is working, you know, cool. Right. You know, live right. it, love it. But, but because, I don't know, that sentence really stuck out to me that, like, okay, I think we're talking about mm-hmm. more than sex. We're talking about more than, than an alcohol issue. We're talking about some long-held resentments that maybe haven't been aired. Right. Right. Yeah. And uh, this is why I would love to have this couple in my office right? begin this process of opening up some, some compassionate communication with one another right. um, that may result in some better connection. Yeah, see, I, I agree with you 100%. Also, because it's me, and it's I like to be funny, uh, <laughs> Damon used a sentence earlier that I think is apropos for Sergey and I. Okay. <laughs> and it's the... <laughs> Sergey, so, okay, we have we have a beautiful we have a beautiful relationship, but we can have sex with other people. So. <laughs> I'm like, hey, that sums that sums us up perfectly. Yes, yeah, and we can talk That's about fine. it after. It's That's fine. fine. <laughs> That's fine. Ex- exclusively with other people. Let's, yes, let's and then we will compare notes yeah. <laughs> because that never this, happens every day. <laughs> we're not turning this into a master class. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe that's it. Oh, oh brother! You know are you, you are you are you kind of becoming are you becoming Will and Grace? We are Will oh, and Grace. Yeah. I am all yeah. as Grace has said in past episodes. I am the flower, and other people need to be my gardeners. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I just say she was on to something. There. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's move on to, <laughs> to the next question. Let's say, looking back into my dating history, I realize I've never been single for very long. A friend of mine likes to call me a serial monogamist. While I find a lot of joy and happiness in relationships with other guys, I'm starting to realize I have no idea how to be single. I've now been out of a long-term relationship for about three months, and I'm still lost and confused about what this whole single life is about. 
I'm looking for any tips, tricks, and advice on how to be happy and fulfilled as a single person. Well, this is, first of all, I would say to this person, congratulations on some really um, smart insight into yourself. Yeah. Uh, to realize that you're involved, you're, you're kind of invested, in, you've been invested in a pattern that doesn't seem to be working for you, and you're recognizing the resistance that you're experiencing to doing something different. That by being single, you're kind of experiencing some, some anxiety, some discomfort. And, and I actually think this is very healthy. I think this is a very healthy thing, a very healthy process for you to be into, is to challenge yourself, even though you're uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but to challenge yourself to figure out how to be comfortable and at ease and at peace while not having a primary partner. And if you can do so, I'd encourage you to keep seeking it through. And what that might mean is building friends, community, support, engagement with others in a different way. It might mean um, finding ways to interact and build sort of your non-biological family, which can be very helpful in the long term. Sometimes your your non-biological brothers and sisters will be with you more than your husbands and boyfriends. Um, That's very true, yeah. You know, find ways to be active, maybe do volunteer work, or some ways to to connect to others that's not about dating or not being in a relationship. If you do that, and if you see this through, and if you get to the other side, I can promise you, your experiences of dating and connecting with others will be so much more gratifying and satisfying once you are comfortable being on your own. Or, or let me just forget all that and just quote RuPaul. If you don't love yourself, how, how are you going to love anybody else? Amen. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ru, always coming through with the with the good advice, with the yeah. good word. Um, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you go, oh, Sergey. I, I don't know. I think that that's really solid advice for this person. I mean, it's recognizing that pattern, but then challenging themselves is is hard enough. But then, you know, you know, to to be in a place of being single, I find that challenging myself too. Sometimes is is kind of just um, realizing that you have to be there with yourself, and that that can be hard, especially when there's baggage. You know. True. Oh yeah. So but what happens so, if we don't ever look at that baggage? Or right. We don't yeah. Ever. Right. You know, we kind of avoid it or exactly. From it. Exactly. And I think that gets to be, you know, you said something that you you talked about the hope that you can push through. And I know I have some friends who sometimes feel like when they're looking at their demons or they're looking at themselves that they're worried that it never, there's not an end. Like if they lift that rock, there's just another fucking rock, you know, and that there's never, but I think that's your fear talking because you don't know what different is and it's so much easier to just accept the way things have always been and so your fear is trying to convince you not to change please you know it's worked like this whether we're we're miserable or not i understand this and so if you're going to try to change things i'm going to tell you that there's no future that it doesn't get better we're not going to make it through and that fear stops so many of us from making positive changes in our life because it's terrifying. Change is terrifying. And we, and our brain wants to protect us. And it's like, well, don't go there because it's just going to get bad. You know, I mean, it's, 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 it's trying to protect us, but it's not helping us. It's not serving us. It's biological brain. Right. Yeah. It's, it's evolutionary. I do. Brain. I believe yeah. it is. That's what I yeah. think when I see yeah. it. It's so much easier to stay where I am mm-hmm. than to do the things that scare me and be better. You know, so. Right. And if you're dating, or if someone is dating and trying to connect as using the relationship as a means to an end, Mm -hmm. trying to use someone to feel a sense of security or satisfaction or attention or validation, and we're trying to use another person for that purpose without even realizing it, but if that's why we're dating, it's going to ultimately end up unsatisfying because A, you'll chase people away. And B, if you do get a boyfriend, you're going to be worried the whole time about losing. Oh, yeah. And the, tru- and the truth is, none of us know what's going to happen. Let's just say you're trying to date someone because you don't want to deal with your own stuff and you don't want to deal with your own baggage. You actually find someone. There's still, I'm sorry to say, I'm trying to be morose. I'm not trying to be sad here. I'm not trying to be Debbie <laughs> Downer. But there's no guarantee for any of us. No. People yeah. leave no. in this world. And oh, sometimes yeah. they leave by choice and sometimes they don't. Exactly. But people die. So if you 
can't be on your own, you will be in fear. Even yeah. if you are in a primary relationship, that relationship will be built on fear. Yeah. And that's not a really great strategy for the long term. So I'd say, you know, cultivate, nurture your body, your mind, your spirit, take a class, exercise, find meditation or some sort of spiritual uh, connection that makes sense to you about your reason for being in this universe and connecting with others. And then once you've done that really hard work, you'll have such an easier time hooking up or dating or connecting to others. You know, there'll be like dessert. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're on, now you're talking my language. <laughs> I have to say, every single time we have conversations with you, yeah. there is it's always good, but there's always that moment where Damon takes us to church and it was amazing. It's church. always like I preach love, that. I love Damon Church. And this is a that this no. is a beautiful thing that not everybody when when a friend of, of mine goes through something like this and they're choosing to do something that's that's going to make them, you know, grow as a person, but it's not necessarily easy. I always remind them that what an amazing thing you're doing, because I would say 90% of us choose not to look at ourselves. It's easier not to. So you're doing work that not everybody chooses to do. And that's amazing that you want this so bad you're willing to be uncomfortable. You know, you're willing to. Yeah. Yeah. It is. You know, I, I was on a, a, a cruise a few years ago with my family, and it was one of these Alaska cruises, and I was the only one, a part of our group, our family group, that was not in a couple. And looking around this ship, I was often, like, on a cruise or a mm-hmm. tour or whatever. I was the only one who was not sitting with a primary partner. Yeah. And, yes, that was a little bit awkward, but it also gave me an opportunity to be so much more open to meeting different people, having right, different right. conversations, Just saying, I'm only here to be a vessel. I'm here to be a light. I'm here to give. I'm here to receive. It's none of my business what that looks like. I'm not going to be doing it in a primary relationship, but I'm just going to be open. And what ended up happening is that I was meeting people and having really interesting conversations. Um, I actually ended up sitting with a seven-year-old on on one of these buses where you have to sit next to someone. And this kid was just telling me about, like, how miserable he is on the cruise. if you're open to being single and just open to connecting with people in ways that are different from what you expect. That's amazing. I love that. What a good way to look at it. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love stories and everybody's got a story. There's always a story. Even a seven-year-old. You get to discover it. That's really cool. I love it. Okay. All right. Let's let's get to our last question here before we wrap it up. So uh, this listener is writing... I'm currently taking it easy in my dating life, but I've never had a relationship and I wouldn't mind having one. The problem is when I like a guy and I get turned um the problem is I, when I like a guy, I get turned off if they come on too strong or pursue me too quickly. But when a guy plays hard to get, I'm the one that wants them uh more and I feel like I come on too strong and turn them off. Needless to say, it doesn't usually work out. If there's a middle ground, that would be great or am I just being weird? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, yes, you're being weird, but not you're, you're not being uncommon. Um, this is what is commonly known as pursuer-distancer dynamics, that a lot of people are interacting and dating other people in this system, in this paradigm of one person has to be a pursuer and the other person has to be a distancer. And if you're not one, you have to be the other. And unfortunately, that leads to often a lot of unhappiness and yearning and frustration and suffering. Um, have you guys seen that before? I know we've talked about this at yes. times yeah. in the past. Yeah. yeah. And so, it, it, you know, it, it's not like, I don't mean to say you're being weird. It, it's, just, <laughs> it, it's, not an easy, it, it's not an easy way to be. And usually, if you're finding yourself as a pattern of being turned off by people who are doing you or really into you, that probably means there's a part of you that's really uncomfortable with people wanting to get with you and wanting to be in your company. And you might want to look at that. Yeah. You might oh. want to see what this is about if this is going on as a pattern. What part of you is uncomfortable with you? What part of you might feel like under the layers 
you're not worthy and deserving of love, of desire, of hunger, of, of companionship, of respect. Where is the blockage happening for you? How are you blocking people? And why are you more into people that are playing hard to get? Again, that's kind of a sign that you're really not available to really connect with someone on an equitable level. Huh. Wow. That yeah. So wow. what's funny is so I'm I'm hearing this and and it's like that last part that's me because I when someone I get really annoyed when they are all about me. Yeah. And so now <laughs> no it's true. Yeah. Like yeah. even if it's yeah. like I feel I'll have a million excuses like Lizzie you're moving too you don't even you don't know me. Let's just uh-uh. It's mm-hmm. sex and I'm good. But that's fascinating and so I'm sitting here Dave and saying all this stuff I'm like oh shit. <laughs> Applicable, huh? <laughs> you have to look at yourself. Fuck. <laughs> right? I'm like, fuck, I got to yeah. look at this now. Dang it. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. But that's interesting. very interesting yeah. because, yeah, I, those games aren't uncommon. I play those games. I think a lot of people play these games. Yeah. And some people don't realize that they do. That's just that's yeah. how they accept it, I think. Right? Hmm. It's very interesting. Great. Yeah, and it, it makes sense. If, if there's any part of you, and this is, again, Jonathan, this isn't you, this is general you, <laughs> right, right. this is our community, this is the world. If you are uncomfortable or there's a part of you that just doesn't really like yourself very much, and somebody else seems to come along and like the parts of you that you don't like, you're going to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, right. <laughs> <don't> right? <laughs> I don't like me. Why would you like me? Yeah. It's going to be weird. It's going right. to feel yeah. and uncomfortable. Huh. And, and it could really, you know, kind of um, sabotage the possibility of really connecting with someone in a, in a deeper way. If, and maybe you don't want that, but this guy is saying he's open right. to it. So Interesting. it sounds like he's putting up barriers to that level of intimacy based on where he's at with his own self-comfort. That's wow. some really good. I so look inward. I wish what, this we, person could tell me yeah. how they took this advice because I'm like, oh, I want to yeah. know. Yeah, I want to know how you did. Because right now I've got like three hours of journaling I'm going to have to go do now. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> I'm glad you're writing. <laughs> I'm like, shit. <laughs> this shit is real. No, that's what a great question oh, and what an interesting thing to be aware of. I'm really intrigued. I know. I, I want to, yeah. It broke my brain is yeah. what it did. It broke it's, my brain. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> wow, this has felt like a really good... a message tonight. Yeah. <laughs> is, is we can love ourselves, really love ourselves, love others, and then find ways to maintain desire and fuck the brains out of the person who you're Hell yes. About. These are the challenges before us. Yeah. <laughs> work on These are good challenges w- to master. <laughs> I'm just going to say. We're going to set forth and do it. We're going to do it. Damon, you always do good work. We already know this. We want to remind our listeners that you can actually come to the Martini Lounge every month and get sex advice on our sex shows that we like to bring to you. Mm-hmm. And you can also send Damon a letter and be like, you okay. Can. Okay, I got some shit I want to ask. Yeah. And do it. And if you just can't wait till the next time, you can go to wherever amazing books are sold because you can buy two books. You can. From this man that are amazing. Rational relating and absolutely shouldless. We we strongly recommend it. it. Because I thought I read those and I was now a perfectly (laughs) self-actualized human being. And what I have learned tonight is, fuck, there's more work. (laughs) Shit. Uh, David, how could you do this to you, me? You wanted the simple cure pill. <laughs> oh, man. This oh, is man. amazing. We are works. We're all works in progress. Until the day we're dead, we're all works in progress. True. And then some, awesome. some spiritually might say we're still works in progress after that. But right. Oh, like right. Okay. This okay. physical realm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. See, I'm, I'm there. Hey, we've been to church a few different churches tonight. Yeah. Is we went we morning and evening. <laughs> we're there. Damon, yeah. it is awesome. Always a joy to talk to you. Thank you for giving advice and for having the conversations uh, like we have had tonight. I look forward to every single time we get to do this. Absolutely. It's such a blast. Thank you, guys. It's so great to hear you. Congratulations on the show, and I can't wait Thank to see you. you next month. Yes, and then Spokane, just put it in your head. It's Eventually, coming. it will happen. It's coming. You will be here. <laughs> okay. okay. got to make it happen. <laughs> okay, yeah. you got it. Okay, you have an awesome night, sir. All right, you too. Thanks. <laughs> oh, bye. 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 And again, that was our very own relationship and sex therapist, Damon yes. L. Jacobs. Listen, he was with Outspoken, our radio show. Now he is the Martini Lounge, where we 
talk shit. We talk shit. Remember and we can say anal fucking. Anal fucking. <laughs> <laughs> to You're this welcome. moment, I love that That's we just best. said anal fucking anal on fucking. here. Anal fucking. There you go. Just we'll just say it 80 yeah. times. But there you go. Listen, there was some good <laughs> advice. In this Actually, show, yeah, there were really good questions. Wow. Um, thank you for those of you who sent those yeah. in. And, uh, Let us send, know what you thought. If send you want more, yeah. more, and if you want to tell us yeah. how how if you've used his advice mm-hmm, that he gave you, mm-hmm. how did it how did it work? How are right. you feeling about it now? We would love to hear oh, man. some feedback, yeah. and I know Damon would love to hear that as well. Yeah. Um, because this is amazing. Tell your friends. Send some letters. Listen, it's send all people. Send some letters. Letters. <laughs> it's all people. Gay, straight, whatever. Yes. Yeah, pan. It's, it's sex by all and of relationship it. advice. It's Listen, all of it. He's, he's a marriage licensed marriage therapist. I mean, come on, he can fuck fix. you. Know I'm going he can, when yeah. I get married. Yeah, I'm just like, uh, listen, we have a monthly appointment <laughs> with Damon L. I Jacobs. Lo- I love that's that, that you happen. plan on getting married into a marriage that's going to need marriage counseling. Oh, that's bitch! But this here's is what I think about counseling. Uh, counseling. counseling. Yeah, everybody, it's a good tune-up. I agree it's, with you. You don't have though. to be fucked I, up. As shady as I'm going to be, because I agree. Because here's the thing: mental health is just like physical health, where we. We yes. should be going to checkups. Yes. We should be constantly monitoring, yes. seeing, taking a look. Things change. Things Who knows? Change. Like he said, 21 years later, yeah, things might not be the same. No. And that's true. Maybe yes. all of a sudden one of you is a fucked up hoe and you need to go <laughs> look at that. You need to go look at that and talk about Maybe it. Maybe you had retired from being a CEO. CEO. And, and now, now, you're, now you've you're, been demoted, <laughs> and now you need to get that CEO back. Now you're just ho VP, okay? <laughs> and that sucks. That sucks. I love the sex shows uh, because I love, love talking it. real shit about yeah. what all of yeah. us deal with, whether you want to <laughs> pretend like sex doesn't happen or not. The fact <laughs> is we are human beings who have relationships, and therefore yes. we must connect on some level. That's right. And that's, that's gonna right. when two human beings come together, there might be some friction that we need to and it's anal not always fucking. the fun time. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes anal fucking Sometimes happens. Sometimes anal fucking And the then friction. it's fine. Yeah. I mean But but you're right. We there's it's a real right. conversation. We need to have it. And I love it. And I and I love having it. So do so do I. Yeah. Remember Damon L. Jacobs, he's on the Martini Lounge mm-hmm. every month, but you can also, like we said earlier, you can get his books if you'd like to read. Yes. Uh, anywhere books are sold. Uh, just look up Damon yeah. L. Jacobs. That's amazing. You can go to our website jonathanandsergey.com uh, to learn more and you can even send us letters for Damon just yes, send them to producer please do. at jonathanandsergey.com and you we'll can, get those to Damon yes you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter Jonathan and Sergey find us there and on Instagram Jonathan and Sergey so yeah go to IG with pictures we're everywhere we're everywhere we we're taking over the world so <laughs> yes. until next time why don't you listen to a little chill music oh, yeah. kick back with your drink do some journaling do some journey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we'll see you again with much more entertainment and a lot more sexy. Yes, we will. Bye, bitch. Bye. The Martini Lounge is made possible by... Insert your name here. And also... We're looking for ads. And don't forget, you can display your business right here. The Martini Lounge can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under Jonathan and Sergey. And also our website, jonathanandsergey.com. Until next time, all you cool cats. <laughs>